Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Hello world, this is TJ Morris, and you are listening to American Communications Online, and we are bringing both TJ Morris ET radio shows and Aquarian radio shows together with uh, my BFF, Janet Carol Lesson of Maui, Hawaii, and today is talk shows live interviews of Ascension Age Ace Guides Online. Now, I am a publisher of books, especially dealing with the Ascension Age, which is the age of now, I guess one might say, working with our higher source, our uh, that which we call the A-Field, uh, Akashic Records, and uh, we do psychic readings here on Thursdays if you'd like to join me and Suzanne. Now, Karen is one of the, uh, com, uh, well, she's with me on Best Psychic Directory. A lot of us are in a group of people that find each other and uh, assist each other in uh, prayer, meditation, readings, hypnotherapy, energy readings. And Janet Carlesson has counseling of the Tantra School with her husband, Dr. Alexander Sasha Lesson in Hawaii, and she on Friday is helping me with bringing together informational type uh, radio shows and blogs, and she lives in Maui, Hawaii, and she met me over there uh, when I was doing psychic fairs and the Spiritual World Network, and we started blending together uh, sort of integrative medicine with psychologists and uh, people that helped other people and motivational speaking and support and we had groups and we've been doing that pretty much no matter what as a hobby since that time I started at 84 and she came over and met me in 94 it was either 93 I think she came in 93 but she's bringing on Karen Gresham Nickel Bucket Karen Gresham Nickel. She is a clinical hypnotherapist. She does energy readings. And she's been working as a researcher for author David St. Clair. And their work together brought them throughout the world, including Brazil, the United Kingdom, the United States, Mexico, and many other parts of the world, where they presented workshops and private consultations. So it was in Rio that Karen undertook a project for intensive personal spiritual discovery and focused on indigenous Brazilian practices along with the exploration of paranormal phenomena. And all you guys that follow us, uh, Teresa and Janet, working together, you know we love the paranormal and we love phenomena, so we're considered phenomenologists. Now, during the mid-'80s, Karen operated her private practice in the... Parioli residential section of Rome. I hope I said that right. <laughs> uh, in Italy. Wow. So over the past 35 years, this beautiful woman in spirit, Karen's worked as a transformational teacher helping others with energy readings in clinical hypnotherapy for individuals and entrepreneurs in helping create a better culture with uh, mediumship readings. And she loves people 
And uh, she's also helped a lot of people that have lost loved ones. So she's very empathic and very sweet and spiritual, kind soul. And she's entered a lifetime with a gift of insight. Uh, so she is a clinical hypnotherapist and intuitive medium, medium, licensed educator in the state of Texas. So her special is individuals helping individuals, but she also helps them remove hidden blocks that are preventing them from achieving their own personal goals, and she's uh, going to be with us now. And as I said, Janet Carol Lesson, Aquarian Radio, and I syndicate together, and I am using my home direct line, so Janet will know that. So let me bring on Janet, and let's introduce Hi. her. Hi, Janet. Hi, Janet. You want to <laughs> introduce yourself? I am, uh, yeah, I'm your co-host, Janet Carol Lesson. I'm calling in from Maui, Hawaii. I tried to call into the back end of my show, but that's not working, but we will record this, and I will then upload it as soon as we're done with today's show. Uh, yeah, I, I had Karen on this week, and I've had her on before, and I'm so impressed by her, and tonight uh, my vision is that we're going to do a panel, and the three of us will go roundtable style and, and talk about what's current and what's up for us, and ask each other questions, so I think we could probably fit in about Four questions, if we're quick on this. Um, and I, I thought we could focus around metaphysics, spirituality, consciousness, current events, extraterrestrials, interventionals, paranormal, psychic readings, mediumship, experiencers, and more. Uh, Karen has worked with experiencers. And so we've all had experiences, and she conveyed a story about her recently departed husband who contacted her after he passed. So I, I would suggest we just bring her on to get started because the shows go very fast. Okay, I'll let, I'm going to punch her on, and I'm going to mute Karen. Or, well, I guess I should stay at least say hi to her. <laughs> yes, say hi. I don't think she's been on my show. Hi, Karen. Can you hear me? We'll test you out hi. here. Can you hear TJ? Hi. Hi. Hi, hi, TJ. How are you? I'm here. Can you all hear me? Yeah, you sound you. great. Great. Oh, awesome. wonderful. I'm in a building, so sometimes the Wi-Fi system kind of acts out. And if that were to happen, I have another phone we could switch to. So this, if this one sounds good, if, if there's an issue, just let me know, and we'll do something about it. Okay, okay well, we will. I've got a – and, Janet, I'm using my home direct uh, line, so you don't have to worry about me on that direct. Sometimes we have uh, different connections, Karen, that will drop. So I'm hoping that okay. I've got the best connection to the studio in New York. Now, where I used to live in Texas. I went to high school in Houston. I was in the spinnerets there, and some of my best uh, living with raising my children was in Houston. Can you tell me what part of Texas you were in? Because I, I can sense a little bit of a accent there. <laughs> I know. I try to do away with that. But it only happens when I speak Portuguese. Uh, no, I'm from Dallas, but I, I, I love Houston. I would, I'm I really in Dallas, Houston. too. I met my last husband. Yeah, Janet knows my last husband. Well, he's on the other side now, but I know we're going to talk about that. But uh, go ahead, Karen, and then Janet will take over. She's going to help. She always has been hosting with me since the beginning of my show. But uh, on Fridays, I sort of want her to lead, if you don't mind. I'm a a very dominant alpha female. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, it's nice to have another one on the show, but uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, tell me a little more. TJ towers over me. I mean, she just towers the dominant um, voice and the dominant uh, looming personality. Very, very wonderful person, TJ is. Um, You had, you just mentioned, TJ, that your your husband passed, and I know you had contact after he passed. I actually had contact with your husband after he passed. Your sister-in-laws had contact with him. Uh, And then your husband passed. Karen, so why don't we start first with you, and let's well, talk about ghosts this first half hour. So um, about about, about well, crossing just, over, discarded people that people have crossed over. So what do you know people about the other side? Yeah, what do you know about people? Well, I've known about it since I was thirteen, because I lost my mother at that age, and I knew a year before she passed that she was going to die. And so um, I uh, predicted it, and it happened. And then I started studying it throughout. And then um, I lost my husband in October the 29th of this past 19. Um, So what happened was is that he um, knew that he was going to die. Well, he was in hospice, and a week before he died, we made um, a, a pact, and he told me that he would come to me and find different ways of synchronicities and signs and symbols to do it. And we were both studying this for 20 years. So this is what this is what happened. But um, it was interesting because he was with hospice, and I was there with him right when he passed. And so the uh, people came on a stretcher to take him to. We, we both prefer to be cremated. And when they let me ask you something about him passing. You were there physically when he passed. Did you see anything? Did you see his? Yeah, uh, I'm going to say. Okay, tell us about that. I did. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> but what he did while he was sick that day, he wanted to put on his Roswell T-shirt with the little ETs in front, it's really cute. Mm-hmm. And um, so then he died in that T-shirt. And uh, I, we had a woman to come in who was a very, I, I forgot to tell you this yesterday, Janet, she did an aura cleansing with him, with mm-hmm. his spirit, right when he was gone. And she was in here, she's very good. Her name is Laura Sutherland. She's a uh, a minister at the Unity Church here in Dallas. And uh, she did a beautiful performance. And then we had two nurses and um, two other people. So when the people arrived to get him, there was a man who was tall, maybe 6'4", and he had on a long black coat, very sweet, very quiet. And then there was a very small girl, blonde hair. She's kind of pixie-ish, very cute. Uh, with big round blue eyes and she asked me she said now I assume you're wanting the t-shirt when we fix his body for the stretcher and I said oh definitely so they got him in and she said do you prefer for us to cover him or I said no leave his face normal and she looked at me she was at the 
the end of the stretcher. She said, are you from Roswell? And I said, no. And I said, are you? And I thought, why would I ask her that? And so she said, yes, as a matter of fact, I am. I said, you are. And all of a sudden, I I looked around at Robert, and I could see his ethereal body from the waist up raise up with a smile, not physically, but energy-wise, and he was transmitting to me through interdimensional communication at that moment with such happiness and because he was excited about this synchronistic con- connection we were making. And wow. he, I guess he just silently lay back down or, you know, this is ethereal, not physically. And mm-hmm. uh, she said... Uh, I said, let me ask you something. I didn't care who was in the room, how much conventionality was in there or not. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, what about 1947 out there? She said, well, we're a part of that. I said, oh, my God, thank God. And I'm telling you. So what you, do you think she meant by that? Oh, I thought Did she I meant that she was, she, was a, she, was, she was an ET and a, a, a hybrid. Oh, and that's okay, what she okay. was translating to me. She grabbed my two fingers, my index finger and my third finger of my right hand, and she said, we're going to take care of him. You know that. I said, yes, I do. And he <laughs> ra- his ethereal body raised back up slightly, and there was a smile transmitting, and it like excited that I got it because they all get really excited when the people that they love make contact, get the contacts they're making. Because they're still mm-hmm. not really. And so then I said, um, well, my goodness. She said, oh, yes. Yeah. She said, there's a bunch of us out there. I said, I thought so. She said, you know. I said, yes, I do. I said, can <laughs> I walk with you to the car? And so he we walked to the car, and uh, they put him in this very low, unusually-looking car. His brother was walking with me, and he said, that's a very unusual car. And I said, well, it is, but but he's taken care of. And so it was released, and they proceeded forward. That was the first contact. And I've had two or three uh, since that because I do a lot of research, and I want the truth. I don't want to just embellish anything. And uh, once after that, he uh, well, he wanted me to do a celebration of life, which was really big. I had musicians, I had concert pianists, I had a big deal because he wanted and wow. he wanted to pick out his music, and he picked out everything right there with me. I was sitting in a chair, trying to decide what it was oldies but goodies we were going to get. And so he, one of them he picked out was Tuesday afternoon, and it was by the Moody Blues, you know, and right. I thought. Uh-huh. I thought, my goodness, you know, and I thought, what? I've been so long since I remember the word. So I let myself listen to it, and it was just as if somebody was passing. And I thought, oh my gosh. And so he went through various songs with me, uh, with this, getting them ready for the people to put them on downstairs in the uh, ceremony of life that was given. It was so beautiful. And so forth, and I'm going to make this, I'm trying to make this real short. So after Mm -hmm. that, uh, he appeared, but he appeared in the bedroom. He was standing up by the side of the bed, 
with one leg kind of crocked. He was he he died from COPD. Uh, wow. So imagine if he were now, uh, and so he was like struggling to make an appearance, but it was a younger age. And I didn't turn around and look because something told me not to, and then that was it. But I could feel the difficulty of transcending dimensions at that time, that it was really hard for them to come in to this heaviness of the 3D from where he was at that time. So that was it. And then he used to, you know. Let me ask you you about that. You said said he, he, he was coming in, but he was looking like he was younger. Yeah, he was. He was at the age where he always wanted to be, which was probably mid-30s. And uh, he was back in that time because he probably had shape-shifted himself back to where he wanted to be. So uh, that happened to my mother, too. My mother came to me. And and she came um, at a younger age. Well, I I think that what happens, what I've read, is that when we are in the, the other side, we automatically revert back to, like, in our 30s. Yeah, we get to take our pick, kind of, yeah. Yeah, right. And my mother had been, um, she had a stroke, so she couldn't move the whole one side of her body. Oh, And so when she came back, she was talking up a storm out a minute, but she was uh, very animated, and I couldn't make out what she was saying because she was talking at, like, it was like 78, this won't make sense, people don't know records. But records could play different speeds, right? There's 33 and 78, and so she couldn't I couldn't make out what she was saying because she was in a higher vibratory frequency. Anyway, let's say with um, what was your husband's name again? Robert. Yeah. Robert. But the most the best thing of all, and I'll make this short, was when one day I had come back. I mean, I've had several different things and t- total synchronistic. Uh, symbols, which we all do if we're in tune and empathic, and you guys are, and you know how it works. But uh, I picked up, I got the messages from my landline. I was checking my messages when I got in, and he was on the telephone. <laughs> now, this was just unbelievable. And Janet heard it after I didn't, I don't want it to be on the air. But uh, right. she and, and Sasha heard it, and you know, if you want to hear it afterward, I'll let you hear it, uh, TJ. But um, I couldn't believe it, and I, I I played it over and over again. And I have this guy that is a lifesaver to me. He's an IT specialist. He's a famous musician, and he's a golly. His um, pictures are like from National Geographic, and he came to me after Robert passed because Robert knew I needed an IT help, that I'm basically illiterate when it comes to all this stuff, like the computer and Zoom and all kinds of stuff. And so Mm -hmm. Derek's been with me since November, and he's fabulous, and he's very metaphysical. It's just like couldn't have been any better. So he's also a sound tester, and so I let him, I said, let's check this out. So I let him hear. He'd never met Robert, and I let him hear the vo- the, the voice from one of the uh, video, the little videos that I t- had taken before he died. I've taken many for him to hear his mm-hmm. voice while he was alive, and then hear this voice. He said, "Oh my God!" And four people who knew him near me uh, said, oh, "Oh my God!" And these people aren't metaphysical, and they said. Right. 
my God, there's no way that's 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 definitely him. But here's what he did. It was like he was struggling to get through the dimensions, and he could barely talk. Now, he had a problem uh, with his voice anyway because of the COPD, but it was he said, I might try a vehicle, and it, that's all it was. But the, mm-hmm. we, the word vehicle came out. Jenny heard it. I did, yeah. Yeah. And several people I've known have had that happen. Someone in Brazil had that happen. And uh and then yeah. What did you think about it, Janet? Oh, I I've heard of people that have had it happen and but I had never actually heard that uh recording, right? Uh, but I've been on the uh, YouTube and there's lots of people that are able to capture the voices. And I was, um, maybe I'll talk to your IT person and see yeah. if you can get the the IT. I think see if it would be phone app I think now. he could get it. Hmm? Yeah. If they made a phone app, because talking to the dead is so popular now, they've actually oh, created a okay. phone app. And what it is is you create a sound array. An array is um, like they play up in these uh, white noise or something as a background. And then when you have an array, People can send images. We have a light array. They can send sounds with a light array. So I'm not sure exactly how it works. It's a whole field. And if you just go into YouTube, you can, you know. Um, yeah, well, he talk, can, I'm sure Derek can do it. Yeah. I'd like to talk to Derek sometime because he's a tech guy. And I get stuck. I try to do all this. Oh, well, he's, all. I like, tell you I'm what, when he, saw, <laughs> when he saw what you sent, he went nuts. And I've never heard him so so happy. He said, my God, he said, look at that. They're beautiful. So he would love to talk to you, too. So that will happen. Excellent. We'll set up the time. Because I get yeah. stuck sometimes. And I've always had, I call it a geek. I've always had a geek in my life. And, and they tend to, to leave or die young. It's like, we're don't go away. I need you. <laughs> you know, I'm not married to them, but um, but that's fascinating. Do you have anything else to add about? And then we'll pass the talking stick. I know TJ can add some stuff about Roswell and about her husband's death, and then I'll I'll take it. I saw her husband, and he was able to come in really loud and clear. So, anything else you want to say about? Work with the dead or people that you know that have died or have managed to talk to you? Or well, I have a lot of them, and I, I'm not a medium where I talk, where they come into me and I talk. I just am mm-hmm. a messenger. So they're still on the peripheral in the other dimensions, and I'm just getting, I'm at like a third party. You know, I'm just passing the message on. So, um the the readings that I do, I call them afterlife readings because I really don't feel I'm a medium who channels and speaks uh, and, and, and takes that person into my beingness to speak for them. I just pass mm-hmm. it on because I'm getting pictures through an interdimensional realm. In fact, even while we're talking, I always have pictures going. I'm sure you all do too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I well, see I'm that a lot. Sure of what you would call what I do... I don't really, I don't let anybody take me over. My husband does a process uh, where he says, kind of gives you suggestions. 
allow that voice to come through without taking it, it over. So even in mm-hmm. session, um, someone will evoke, you know, someone who died or whatever. What did you want to say to them? And they'll try to uh, express it. So when he says the next level, allow that voice to take over you and let them speak through you, then it comes through loud and clear. That's almost everybody. Uh, everybody that we've worked with that has ever tried that, almost 99%, I'd say, uh, about 99% were able to do that. Now, I was uh, with a client in New York, and he was saying how um, his mother had suicided. And when he started talking about his mother's suicide, um, he got very upset. He never got to meet her. He was a newborn, and she suicided. And so um, I, felt, I felt her patting on the shoulder, my shoulder, and I oh, tried wow. to ignore it. And so I said to my husband, who was directing the session, I said, honey, I think, yeah, I don't know, talk with this. Bob, Bob's mom wants to come through and talk. I've never done this before. Can, is that something I can do? Well, let's try. And as soon as he said, allow her to come through, boy, she just, like, came in really strong. And wow. um, what happened was, it's very a very interesting story. It could be a movie. She had been in love with this young man, um, and her her father was having sex with her. And she wanted to escape her father, but he was very domineering, and so he had been molesting her and, and uh, having sex with her almost her entire life. And she thought she'd get married and get married and escape. And she had this boyfriend, and she was plotting to leave. Uh, but then the, the dad got wind of it, and he must have killed the boyfriend because we, we never heard from him again. And then... Um, uh, somehow years later they found his car. They lived in, a, in farm country, so it was out in one of those. You know how the farmers, they make these fields, they put their old tractors out there and they don't bother to get rid of them. They just let them rot. All their old cars and all their old tractors would be out in the field and then they let the fields grow over. So apparently that's where his car was that was eventually found. But she had, um, then he brought in somebody he was accept- was, that was accepting for him to marry. And so he made the, her marry him. She had two children, and then she had the third child. And she knew the first two children were her husband's. But when she had the third child, she knew it was her father's. And that, that pushed her over the edge. So she killed herself. And he was a newborn. Wow. wow. And so, anyway, what, what came through was very accurate in some way because he was saying, yeah, yeah, and that, that's it. And, you know, so, but I forgot to, we forgot to say, uh, now leave her, you know. Go away because our, our client had to go get a, 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 a train. You know, it was New York City. He had to catch it, so he missed it, and we had to catch the plane. So I'm at home, and I feel like I have the flu. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I don't know why. I just feel like I have the flu. And he, he said, Well, let's. So we did a session with me, and there was the um, the mom. <laughs> she said, You you forgot to tell me to let go. <laughs> she didn't know how to let go either. So um, it was just fascinating how that worked. Wow, I, I, that's quite I a don't know. Yeah. But let's, let's let TJ talk for a moment because um, like, I'm going to keep track. We've already spent about a half hour. So first hour will be about discarnates, and then we'll take another topic for the second hour. So TJ, um, are you there? Come out off the mute. Yes. Can you hear me now? Okay, so I'm unmuted. We can hear you. Good, thank Good. you. Now, you, you, uh, your dear husband departed 
December of 2015. Second, and yeah. this is the, the second, and this is the kind of coincidental. And um, TJ and uh, Thomas, his name is Thomas Becker, or, 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 or Thomas Moore, and um, <laughs> Thomas R. Moore, like my name. Thomas R. Moore. That's okay. Thomas Becker is <laughs> he's a one producer. of my very dear friends. Uh, that started uh, with Mike Ringley and uh, Revolution Radio. And then uh, I came in helping Mike, wanted to be on there for a long time, and I wouldn't go. And finally uh, I decided to. But she said Thomas Becker because I have a lot of Thomases in my life, Karen. I don't know know how that all works. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah. Well, I have John. First and second husband are John's, and yeah. But let's focus on your – what do you want to tell our listeners? Um, okay. And Karen, you mean about about Roswell? Well, just a little bit about like Roswell. Two hours, but your okay. connection to Roswell. Well, let me just mention. Her husband wore the Roswell T-shirt when he died because it was so important to him. But go ahead. Well, let me just mention about uh, EMF meters because when I did the uh, conference, Mid-SouthCon, I got there to be a paranormal moderator of uh, ghosts and people that had books about ghosts and speakers. So it is a part of our paranormal phenomena, folks. And uh, the EMF we were talking about, like a ghost meter, they're very popular. Yeah. And EVP. Yeah, and and uh, you have voice recorders and meters, paranormal research meters, and there's a lot of them. But EVP is what we call electronic voice phenomenon. Okay, but we're talking about that uh, because it's part of our show with Janet today and Karen. So ghost EMF detectors are available too. So I'll probably put some of those on uh, one of my domains so y'all can find them. But regarding Roswell, I should market that word too. I promised Jesse Marcel I would. But uh, my husband took me out there because uh, he and I both worked in the UFO field, but it was uh, undercover, I guess one might say. It wasn't known to the public. It wasn't disclosed what we did because it wasn't marketable uh, to John Q. Public at the time in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, well, 80s and 90s. So I worked on a secret team, so to speak, of investigators. But you get assigned projects, just like you do in today. We pretty much got that all lined up with uh, you know, internet now and how we you know work with people in the public. But uh, my husband took me to Roswell because uh, – of our work that we discovered in each other. And then we decided that must be how we got together. But uh, as far as him passing December 2nd, uh, 2015, it's still like he's with me today. I've not gotten married. I saw one man, never had relations or anything. He was just a friend I met at the, uh, uh, at a conference with Janet in 2017 in Mobile. And he uh, was with me a few months while my daughter was dying in Moffitt. And I'd like to say that, uh, to back up Karen's story, uh, that there were uh, people that were extraterrestrial, uh, people like me, my daughter, because my daughter was passing too, not just my husband. But they wow. both had extraterrestrial DNA origin in them. And uh when my daughter passed, you could, um, well, she knew she was dying, but she wanted to live so badly. My husband, not so much. He was ready to go at the end because 
he, he knew what day he would die, and it was wow. he told me. So there's a it's very deep story. So I, it's I a lot of stuff that. that well, um, yeah, we'll have to. I don't know. Janet tries to help me because it's so deep, and there's so many words and such a deep story with both of them. But you know, I'm trying to get better at. Uh, I know what I want to say, but I can't formulate it, Karen. I'm not, uh, unless, like, I'm doing readings or with tarot cards or something, and I'll let my higher self take over. But in my 3D re- reality, uh, it's hard to express what one can see dimensionally. So, you know, getting to talk with people like you get, makes me feel better b- about talking because yeah. for so many years I did it privately. And when I was a child, I wasn't allowed to talk about my experiences in White Sands or having relatives that work, you know, at Los Alamos or, you know, my family was in the government and military generations and Air Force and Navy and Army. And so there was no doubt we were chosen. I want to hear all about it. Oh, Oh, thank you. But uh, I haven't been, uh, a lot of people think we do this for, you know, some reason, but I, I do it as a facilitator Basically, I came, uh, people were trying to get me on radio, and I came to help Janet with Stargate to the Cosmos and just never left. So we've got eight years of this, June 6th coming up. Oh, but Tom great. is a very that's important part of me. Tom, uh, Janet liked him because she was a researcher. She went to those. Tom and I never went to one conference uh, together or separately or anything to do with UFOs, we weren't allowed. Because if we did anything like that, because we had clearances, we'd be fired and probably sent to Leavenworth or something. They always were you actually us. So working in, in Roswell? Where were, were you? If you were in the military, I, I was working uh, a lot out of Las Vegas, yeah, uh-huh. Area Fifty One. Oh my God! And, uh, I've got stories. Denver. Mm. Yeah, I went Go on uh, the base. <laughs> I went in the base in Dayton, Ohio. I've been in a lot of military bases, but that's but uh, the important part was t- the part that Tom was doing that I didn't know about, and the part I was doing. I was doing more psychic communication and taking from the time I was 16 to Long Island uh, on a private project. So, uh, but Tom and I had to go to Brookhaven together. I remember that it was real spooky. But we got sent to all the spooky places, why was you know, the fuzzy. Brookhaven, excuse me, why was Brookhaven spooky? I thought it was a, a lab. It, what made it spooky? Yeah, there were labs and stuff. We carried stuff as But what uh, made Brookhaven spooky? spooky what made you don't know spooky? about Brookhaven? But that'll so be a whole other story. Okay, we'll go into another time. But you said that's that you sound person, like me, DJ. Yeah. You said was, <laughs> Spooky. It's spooky. Why is it spooky? Why is it Well, you now? have to know what Brookhaven did in New Jersey and all show that. On but that. that's a what whole show. show. Maybe Carol. Well, you've done a little bit with Preston Nichols and Tommy oh Hawks. Preston Nichols. Believe it. Are y'all talking about Montauk? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. my gosh. I, I tell you, Montauk. that started with me in 1995. And Preston Nichols knows who I am. I'll never. Well, I've got to say this one thing. He's dead? Yeah. yeah, he died last year. Oh, I didn't year. know that. Remember when we had oh, the old did. videos? You know the wait, old wait, videos, yeah. you know, that came in a yeah. little uh-huh. book? I just got one yeah. out of the blue in 1995, and I was working with Dr. Borman. We had that clinic. And all it had a sticky pad on the front of it, and this was, you know, not to be sold to the 
given to the public, as you know, and he said, enjoy, exclamation mark, Karen. That's it. And it told all about it. So, anyway, that's what we would. I understand, but, uh, DJ, listen. when you start rattling on this because it just keeps going and going. It's like putting yeah. all the pieces of the puzzle to make the whole thing. But, anyway, I want to hear your stuff. This this is not a coincidence, by the way, girls. All these people <laughs> I know. And we just met. Can you imagine this? They're probably orchestrating us together for some reason. Well, that's well, this is what my husband cover. Is that the? I think that TJ had an arranged marriage, so I think that we sometimes get arranged. I just want to interject and then back to TJ. Uh, Preston actually got October fifth of twenty eighteen at four eight. Um, um, I thought it was twenty nineteen. So yeah, Preston Nichols, rest in peace. But uh, we had him on our show years ago. And but look, here, let's go back to. Yeah! Wow! I can't believe about, we know all the well, same people. Yeah, go back <laughs> Janet, to TJ. Go Janet, ahead. let me. Janet, I'll tell you yes. this. Uh, I, I will. I will do it this way to protect myself. Brookhaven, Brookhaven National Laboratory Research Institute, okay, is a United States Department of Energy national laboratory located in Upton, New York, on Long Island. Was formally established in 1947 at the site of Camp Upton, a former U.S. Army base. Now, 1947 is basically when we set up the Central Intelligence Agency, but there was another group before that, so that's a whole other show. Plus, Roswell, Kenneth Arnold over in uh, around Tacoma, Wisconsin, I, but, I mean, uh, uh, Washington, but uh, where he saw the original Kenneth Arnold, and then it goes into the Roswell story. But all of this is all going to be full circle, but, you know, they're covering history right now with some of the basic stuff. Some of it's sensationalized, but I've covered some stuff that I did with J. Allen Hynek. So he was with KUFOs, and I finally figured out the Air Force that my husband and I worked with, uh, Aaron, we were, he was Army, I was Navy, but I was in a special program, as was he. But I got to work Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, and wear all the uniforms. But the times oh that we did the most as investigators, we were plainclothes GS people. So it's mm-hmm. real. It's a real interesting story. But I've never been brave enough to tell it and put all the pieces. So I've hid. I've hid parts of it in books. But basically, a simple autobiography for me is called Ace Guide. A C E G U I D E. Ace Guide. By T.J. Uh-huh. Thurmond Morris, my maiden name, T.J. Thurmond, T-H-U-R-M-N-D. So we don't know how it all works, but we feel like the way my husband explained it is uh, the extraterrestrials have their own Supreme High Council, and I write about that in my book. And then um, also they had their own intelligence, men in black, and then there were those that worked with the nuclear, and then like this, Department of Energy with the United States from back in 1947, and then oh, that's where we get all our intelligence agencies. I, want uh, I think it's available. It's uh, I think it's available. Janet uh, Janet helps me with books, but I, anyway, it's just A C E G U I D E Ace Guide. If you can find it, because I lost I all my Amazon? original. Uh, Amazon or Lulu, maybe. Let Karen, you're talking, you're cross talking. So, TJ, let Karen uh, ask you a question. Go ahead, Karen. Ask TJ. I just asked, I just asked her if it was on Amazon. 
We don't know. Uh, I'll look it up okay. while we're talking. Okay. 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 Yeah, 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 let's slow Thank down. So, so you Carol, want to talk to TJ? TJ gets on a roll. Just say, TJ, I have No, it's okay because, because everything she's yeah. saying is connected to me. It's real. Whoa. I can and see a picture too. of what's and you too, Janet. We're all connected for a reason. Now, here's what I'm getting right now. When when DJ okay. was talking about the ETs, and you can correct me or add anything to it, is they put us together tonight for a reason. Mm-hmm. And because, of course, they of course they work like this all the time. But when you said Preston Nichols and some of these things that happened to me in '95. It was just I hadn't even gotten started professionally with this. I mean, I've been doing this since I was a kid. And then I tried to go see Billy Meyer when I lived in Europe but never could get to Switzerland. So I never could really make it. So then whenever I got into this thing here with uh, with what you're saying with Preston Nichols, I don't know how he knew anything about me. I remember talking to a woman in Tucson, and I don't know how I got her name, but it was about this, uh, and it was tied into Roswell and the Philadelphia experiment with, uh, who is the guy? And I think he's passed, too, the older man. Duncan, oh, oh yeah. Um, uh, Not Duncan, but the man who Not lived Duncan, in Georgia. Right. Yeah. And so somehow I was talking to this woman named Beth, in Tucson. I mean, it was just like putting dots together, and I didn't know what I was doing, didn't know how, it was just coming to me, and um, she said, oh, this is really interesting what you're in. I said, well, look, I don't know anything. I don't even know why I'm calling you. She said, well, my father used to be a scientist. He was one of the ones that came in when they brought Einstein in from Germany, and she said, I watched him actually go through uh, he wanted to go through the door into the energies where he shape-shifted, and that was his exit. And she said, I knew he was in a lot of pain. Anyway, we talked about that. I said, my goodness, this mm-hmm. is incredible. She said, well, you have to meet David Childress. She knew him. Well, I didn't. this was way before Ancient Aliens, and I've still mm-hmm. never met David Childress, but I know that a woman named Beth living in Tucson told me that. I don't remember her mm-hmm. last name. It's been, what, 25 years ago? And right. so then, uh, then we, I'll jump forward here, and then because there was a, guy involved in that whole thing his last name was Allende and he supposedly had some kind of a thing in Garland Texas on the suburb of Dallas that he had there was some stuff hidden there and so forth and I had this friend who was an attorney and another little guy that we were with we were like a bunch of kids we're going out there to try to see what we could get into and you know it's that sort of thing and then there were lights all around and so I've been, nothing was ever done of it. Nothing, you know, I didn't, nothing ever came of it. And we skipped, but skipped over into this Roswell thing. And so when Robert and I went out to Roswell, he felt that he was drawn out there. Now, he worked in, when he got graduated from A&M, he, this was in the 67. And he worked from, before he went into Fort Hood, he went to the Army, but he didn't go to Vietnam. He worked at Bergstrom Air Force Base in Austin. It's an international airport now. And then he went to work for Ellington Air Force Base in Houston. 
And so that was the first 10 years of our life. <laughs> and then we were separated for 22 years, and then we got back together in 2000 for another 20 years. So, But ne- nevertheless, um, we went out to, we, it was after one of the symposiums that I did the presentation at StarWorks USA, and um, we went to Vegas, and I said, look, we can't go home without going to Area 51. He said, do you know how long it is? Out there? He said, it's three hours from Las Vegas out there. I said, I don't care. I said, I, we have to go. And he said, okay. And so we started off about 2 o'clock, and by the time we got out there, it was getting dark, and there was nobody, you know, out there on the hills, nobody. And, of course, the clouds, y'all have probably been there. So uh, this clouds look like ships and this, that, and the other. So this is I'm, I'm going to make this real short. Uh, so we went into the little alien to have a hamburger. Y'all know where what that is, don't you? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it was close when we went there, but we did everything you said, all the bases. I've been to all, all three everything. of those bases. Everything well, you said, I know do, all about yeah, it. Yeah, and... and and they were open, and so there was a little gravel road on the side. By the side, we walked in. At that time, Robert didn't have to do a rollator; he just carried a little inogen tank. And while I was walking, well, and went in there, and he said, "Well, he was asking her. He said, well, now how do we get out to Area 51?'" She said, "Well, there's a little gravel road to the side of the restaurant here and the hotel here." And but you have to go not over 20 miles an hour because animals will cross. And also, don't be alarmed if you see a white car and all of the windows are tinted black. And I said, okay. And um, she said, but but when you get out there, if you take pictures, she said, don't step over the red line or the helicopters will come in, they'll impound your car, and they'll have a gun on you. And so... Uh, Robert wrote down, he said, do you really want to do this? I said, you bet. (laughs) And so we went out there, and uh, he paid for the hamburgers. I picked up a couple of T-shirts. He went out to the car. And I said, I sure hope that we got this right because it's dark. She said, well, you know, she said, it's just like Bergstrom. I said, what? (laughs) I thought, what's this? And I was so shocked that I went out to the car, and I thought, oh, it's happening. And I said, guess what? I said, when we take this road, guess what that woman asked me or what she told me? He said, what? No telling. And I said, well, she, um, I said, I sure hope we get out there. And she said, well, it's like Bergstrom. He said, are you kidding me? I said, no, she said that. I said, who are they? Did they get our license and check and check you out or something? Uh, because here we are at 10 o'clock at night, and we're, we're going to want to go out there. He said, no, I don't think they're human. I said, really? Right. I said, well, uh, that's very interesting. That makes me want to go even more. So we went up there, and it was really strange, and there was that car, and we went up there, and course he couldn't get out and I had to get out and take pictures and uh, I would just edge up to the but I knew I couldn't cross it so after I got the pictures developed and all this stuff there were little lights all over me and uh, I said I I said Robert what's this what's in this in the picture he said well it looks like they have a target on you and I said he said do you want to go back out there again and I said yes 
And he said, okay, that's the last time. You can go one more time. So I did. So I showed these pictures to Derek, and Derek was in the military. He fought in Afghanistan and led 20 troops. He was huge. He also, he's done everything. And he said, mm-hmm. Aaron, he said, some of these may be targets, but he said, the ones that are moving around, they're not anything like targets. He said, I think they're ETs. And I said, "Oh my gosh!" And we have it all on camera and all on the pictures. So that was my that was my journey to to Area 51 because we couldn't, you know, get in. So that's why I'm all excited to be here about all this. So I think we're all connected, and I think the ETs are connecting us for some reason with all this. So I know TJ's story, but I'm I'm not wanting to push you, TJ. But what a well. We're, we'll do a series of shows. I would love to hear. Deeper into TJ's rabbit hole. Um, but she's very involved with Area 51 and Roswell. And I'll just say this. I've been, I've been in the underground base at Johnston Atoll. And really? TJ's been in several of the bases. I haven't been, I, I'm not aware of having been in Area 51, but you don't always know where you are. Right, uh-huh. when they take you. You're just somewhere. <laughs> you know, you could be yeah, Janet. Planet. They took you underground because we have the uh, under the shelf of the U.S. We have the submarine bases, right? How did they get under there, you? Janet? How oh, did they let shoot. you in? Never mind. Well, tell tell, tell Karen about how the Roswell craft can just. Yeah, tell me about that. Know, tell me about all of go, it. They can just go through walls and open. They can. They're sentient. The Roswell craft is sentient, conscious. See, that's they're one thing. Beings, a lot right. of the witches, yeah, mm-hmm. they're actually sentient, conscious beings, right? So, do you mm-hmm. want to tell her a little bit about uh, Roswell and, and, and Gus? Yeah, please. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I uh, I didn't even t- tell. Preston Nichols when he came on because I wanted to talk more about his Brookhaven, but he was real scared shitless to talk about that stuff. But Al Bielik was one of the futurists in Duncan Cameron. Yeah, Duncan Cameron. Mm -hmm. But uh, now Al, uh, no, Preston wrote a book in 1995, and that's when I met Tom, my husband. I thought for the first time. So the reason Janet knows the story is it is an E.T. story. And then we worked off planet in what Janet calls the UFO secret space. And we, she and I have the UFO secret space group in Facebook, but we don't put a lot of stuff yet. We got to get through 2020 in Las Vegas and they're trying to keep us from going with this COVID because see, I was supposed to show up and tell uh, the story off the planet, uh, like my Andromeda galaxy and working in the quadrant, like your guardians of the galaxy. So people would understand the secret space program. Right. Uh-huh. But uh, uh-huh. from 67 with uh, intelligence agency and ACIR. And then uh, I got out of it in 87. So I met my husband 95 and he and I were prepared with Stanton Friedman and the government to go public in 97. But the, uh, uh, Bob and John, uh, John Lear and Bob Lazar sort of messed that up. But I thought, well, at least it's out. That was like 89. So 
we were, you know, we were all part of that, you know, all of it. But the ETs yeah, those, have their I own. I know all those names. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Oh, good. Go ahead. But the program that I was involved with uh, started Star Wars 85, and uh, I was uh, what they call reactivated uh, in a second level of a 4 by 10 in a, in a uniform, which you can appreciate. So Fort Hood, I got reassigned from Hawaii. I went out where Janet is and did my extraterrestrial spiritual work and uh, started wow. that path. Yeah, so 84 till 95. But when I met Tom in 95, it changed my life. April 3rd, 1995. We got married uh, in 2000, uh, and uh, but we were together five years before that. Oh, but beautiful. we really were together and back. But uh, the part that Janet wants me to talk about is she knows I, uh, Janet, I got that ace guide done for you. I write them when she wait, taught me wait. into it. I wrote okay, that in Janet let me, development. Let me help. Let me let me help you. Okay. You certainly get scattered. Um, so yeah, I get panicky and, when and I. We we notice we notice, but see, this is part of, and I'll talk to Karen because you're a hypnotherapist, and you've worked with people. Okay, so people that have been in the military and the space program, they get programming put in, and I don't want to offend you. We all have it. If we've been abducted, contacted, you know, we get the mind wipe. Okay, so so the ETs are the military. They're both very. Um, uh, they have expertise in how to mind wipe and compartmentalize your brain, and they make the interior candidates and so. What's happening is there's um, there's blocks in people. So when you hypnotize people, you encounter the blocks. And I know you have, right? And, right. And, and the Preston Nichols and Doug Cameron and Al Beelich and Stuart Squared. No, I worked with Stuart extensively, and he and they tried to uncover and. and uh, deprogrammed themselves from the mind blocks that they had. So, um, well, we remember you know, it, but we're just not allowed to talk about no, it. No, it. remember, it, remember but it. CJ, sometimes it's completely blocked because it compartmentalizes your brain. So, Preston <laughs> okay, Nichols was was working a, working a job as an accountant, and one day he went down the wrong uh, corridor in the in the underground facility in Montauk. And when he uncovered, uh, as he walked on cord, a soldier, you know, saluted him. And so was a what? Okay, that's what this. That's what the video, or whatever you called it back then. That's what Preston Nichols sent me a copy of, and he didn't even know who I was. Isn't that weird? Dang. Okay. Everything that was yeah. underground. Yeah, and I couldn't thought. get it. And he oh, wouldn't share it with yeah. me. And here we talk. Here we talk. Okay. I'm telling you, they're connecting us right this minute. So well, I'm glad you're a believer because here. I believe like that. Yeah. Too. Oh, let me finish absolutely. this thread right here. Wait, wait, stop, stop. I gotta finish this piece. <laughs> this is what happened. We get excited and we don't get the whole story. So he, I, he ended up walking in down further the hallway. You know, he had to, he had to be uh, cool because this guy's saluting him like he's the head of something, right? So he eventually gets brave enough. And he walks down the corridor and he finds a door with his name on it and he goes in and there's a desk and he has a picture of his wife and children. Okay, so they compartmentalize your brain. He didn't know that he was the head of the whole Montauk project. He just thought he was an accountant. And I, I believe it was Preston Nichols. Uh, I don't think it was. It could have been. No, I don't think it was Duncan Cameron. Duncan Cameron was on the chair. Duncan Cameron, they was, sure. was supposed to have been abused down there. Well, they were all kind of abusing and abused. Because uh-huh. that's how they fracture your mind. 
Right. I got sick. Altars. I got sick with men in white coats. So it's it's not that I don't remember it. It's I don't want to share it. So that's the part that Janet thinks I'm blocked. That's what I was trying to say is that TJ, I think, and this is not just you, TJ. I've worked with dozens of dozens. I worked yes. with some grades. Of, of okay, people I'll that just have say been, okay, <laughs> let me just say this. Let me just say this about programming. It's when you're when you're working with somebody and they have these blocks, then it, it makes them kind of babble their language and they start going all over the place. And it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, i got to get them back. Because that's, uh, if you grab the conversation, you just go, woo, 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 woo. Yeah, she's worked with me eight years. She still doesn't know very much. I think we get so excited. I think that's part of the ET energy working up. You know, so what we get was, was, uh, <laughs> TJ ended up working with Gus, which is the ship from Roswell. Oh, and that's all oh that's story. what you wanted to talk about. See, I, I already forgot. So she is right. It's not that I don't know it. It's I, uh, I think what she calls blocks is I call it when I start talking about it. What I always called Karen, because I was born and died and born and died and had ETs and the little orbs visit me like Wizard of Oz when I was a little kid, so she knows you don't know the story. And then I, my, I, I, I got up out of a hospital and went to White Sands. So I literally, as a kid, with the extraterrestrial help, are the little white orbs because they can go in orbs or they can materialize. So right. they uh, told me I was going to go to White Sands, and so I, I willed my aunt and uncle to take me out there. And then, lo and behold, I found out that my uncles work out there at Los Alamos. So there's no coincidence that I know a UFO spacecraft named Gus. But we called him Gus because I am always big about acronyms, like ACE is for Alien Civilizations Exist. Ergo, oh, my book, beautiful. Ace Guide. But if you don't know that Ace Guide stands for Alien Civilizations Exist Guide, you know, you got to pretty much get it from me. I don't know that I spell it well, out in the book. Good. That's but, probably a better way to do it, really. That's yeah. great. And then mm-hmm. the, the part she wanted me to talk about is GUS is an acronym for Galaxy Universal Shuttle. So mm-hmm. I planned wow, on I telling my re- who I am and my reality and why I'm extraterrestrial, but... So many people hate people like me because they think we think we're special, and we don't. We I just know. died, and uh, we're, we're called yeah, avatar well, masters, yeah. or bodhisattvas, or you know, yeah, there's all I kind know. of words for people like I us. Know it. So I know. I'm not any different than a whole bunch of. It's just the government didn't want people to know how much they knew about extraterrestrials and interdimensional travel. It was supposed to be a secret. So, you know, we have interstellar and extrastellar, you know, and and I did, I did, Janet, remember the one, my daughter died, but before she died, the extraterrestrials created an event here in town, which is hard to believe, just for us, and we just went down there, and so my daughter is, what is it? In Navarre, N-A-V-A-R-R-E. Okay, so you're in in Gulf Street, so Navarre... Yeah, so you're not. You're staying down here. People it's don't thirteen know miles. Here it's thirteen miles, one road. It, my Where daughter literally right? walked. I'm in the Panhandle of Gulf, uh, Florida. It's a AT Mecca for the real ones, and we've got eight military bases, but we're real safe here. Are but, you near uh, dead? They, I don't. Are, know are you in Florida? Yeah, yeah, I'm in the Panhandle of Florida. I'm between Pensacola. Oh, uh, Okay. Naval Air Force Base. I'm just across yeah. the Three Mile Bridge from Pensacola Air Force Base, oh, and then I my sister's that. husband. Yeah, my sister's husband worked at the Walton 
Fort Walton in the Air Force Base there in medical. So she lived down the street. So uh, And my kids lived here. And my daughter, E.T., she was more E.T. than I am, I think. But uh, wow. my husband, me, and her were known uh, by the government to have DNA in us. And then the E.T.'s told us. So, uh, But when I was talking uh, to Janet, I told her about uh, one of our 30 by 30s. And then one time she... Uh, Janet's real psychic, but she puts the see she wants to know all truth from every part and put her own story together, and I admire that. But I didn't have to do that. I mean, I was already born into it, and then investigator and taken where I needed to be by the ETs. But you just can't tell that to everybody because they think no. you're crazy. Well, me, so, me, well that's the trouble I have too. You know, yeah. yeah clinical hypnotherapist and all the medical people I know and I finally got one doctor to listen to Eben Alexander who's a neurosurgeon who's who's trying to tell people about afterlife after he was in a coma and when one took it and wanted to see it it's on my timeline it's what it's the best video of afterlife I've ever seen and he's trying to get to the medical field so yeah I know what you mean it's a struggle for me too and uh, you know, because we don't want to be called crazy, and people just don't know. And that is, well, I'll just say this one thing, and I'll be quiet. That's why we're having to go through all this stuff right now, because the energies of the masses of the planet are not seekers. They're still sleeping. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, Janet so, knows the ETs told me to do what I did, and then I have this uh, higher handler of a god or or a demigod or jesus i call him jesus because whenever i met my husband in 95 there was a gold light that made me change the world and i was working with the government and all the intelligence agencies and i made a corporation go go big worldwide before we had the internet and it wasn't easy and i had all the multimillionaires interested in me and all this and i went to spain and portugal and i went through a portal and i wound up in africa uh, and, and I went to Africa, and I wound up in Hawaii. I was going, what the crap? So wait, I believe like, what in... About CJ? CJ's you sound like me. Wait, 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 wait. We, we need to unpack this, because you haven't said this before. And and you do what I call download, but humans can't take downloads. Very sissy people are trying to listen. Well, you've been so, with me eight years. Uh, listen, you know a little bit. I, I <laughs> still have to slow you down, CJ. You're like a, a bucking bronco, and you're running wild. So you're saying it's that, that ET you energy. went into, I know, mm-hmm. but people don't understand it, and they, they go, I can't understand what TJ said. So oh, I, I think it's, I, I do it all the time. I, yeah. yeah. I Thank God, have there's somebody like me. I have worked yeah, as an like interpreter. Me. I have worked as an interpreter <laughs> with expressions <laughs> and, and, and humanity in the military, because that's what it is. The extraterrestrials operate at a much higher frequency, and so they're talking. Why were you so fast. shy when I met you? You were so shy. You were scared of me. You know, you're still scared of me in some ways. I'm not scared of anybody. I'm not scared of anybody. But well, why were you so shy? You wouldn't talk. Well, I'll answer the question if you let me. If you come in, I'll cocky and arrogant. You don't give me the information. You're quiet. That's when people open up to you. I came in with like taking over, and that's why you come in like you're taking over, and people don't talk to you. But when you're, I'm five eleven. I'm, I was called six feet military. I know how to be intimidated when you can't see me too. 
I was trained no, I, in, in I was, San Antonio. They purposely put me in human form at five foot two, and I was most of my uh, adult life I was under a hundred and five pounds until I you hit, came in as a fay. Uh, you're a little. Yeah, you're a little. I was little. I, I was <laughs> barely see me. And uh, but I asked. I said, "Why? Why did you put me in this form?" I don't get any respect. People think I'm a, a child, and, and they said because we we don't want you to to show. Um, it's not like shine too bright. We, we don't want you to get noticed. I said, well, I'm not getting noticed, but that's okay <laughs> because they were protecting me. Because there are those who want to take this out, and there are those who don't want the story up. But let me that's say right. this to you. And I'm because, a shy introvert you know, in a huge wait, body wait, wait, with a huge wait, ego. Wait, 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 wait. I'll pass the six. Let me finish this thread of consciousness. Because I, I want Karen to understand this. I've been sitting on the Rosetta Stone, the true story of Roswell, as far as we can prove it, right? There's no but truth. But a, a variation of Roswell and what happened in 47. And, and I'll summarize it real quick. Gonna, but I, I can't quite get it out there because I can't get into a concise story. CJ has um, put little pieces here and there, but it doesn't make sense when you find a piece here and there. <laughs> they have to do this. They talk to head to book. I did eventually. I, I told you I don't want to get 11 so the, whole, the, whole, the whole modern UFO field is founded on the Roswell story. Whether it's true or not, I don't know, but it's the Roswell story. Um, That's why we have Lawrence Spencer writing. No, he didn't. And we had Philip Corsa. No, Strom Thurmond called me about that. Remember, Strom Thurmond wanted the story out too, but Strom in his own. Strom Thurmond is yeah. Morris's, Be careful now. Um, that's, you know, be careful. Uh, your blood. uncle or something somehow blood. That's yeah. And Strom Thurmond was lived to be over hundred, and he's one of the most powerful people in Congress. But I didn't like Strom Thurmond because he was a racist. He wanted he the truth out though, he had Janet. Children with black people. So he was a racist. So what? Hippie. That's just a color. That's just oh, melanin right. in the skin. I got grandkids I black. Know. So. I do, too. I, well, I don't have any children, but I have uh, nieces and nephews. I don't know so any color, color at all. I think we're all the same. I don't see color. There are all the things out there that are blue, I too, that are our friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. blue. But when I was so, a child, I didn't so like Trump. Okay. Well, you don't like my uncle, but he's I didn't like racist people because I... I grew up he wasn't racist. Was okay, let's stop. No, okay, back in that time, subject. the whole world was. Okay, I okay, but you don't understand who I am. My dad had to suffer for that just because our name was okay, Thurman. Stop, stop! You don't let me talk. I want to finish okay. and then I pass the talking stick. Okay, because now I'm not even <laughs> on the topic anymore. The topic was okay, well, Roswell, and so stop it. Stop talking ever me, please. Okay. This is not a good show. We talk over it. I'll be nice. I'll be nice. I'll be goyal. I'll be nice. We never get a show done. We're looking like a bunch of idiots. What? I know, but I like Karen. She fired me up. I like Karen. I'll mute. Go ahead. Be nice. I love you guys. Okay. I understand y'all. I'm I'm watching good <laughs> interdimensional pictures with you guys. It's fun. <laughs> so, so. So Karen, you you travel in the UFO industry field. You get to be at conferences. I've been at conferences, and I'm not sure how we're ever going to get this story out there because I know all the details. 
and, and then there's some I don't know. But basically, Bronson was going to crash. The, the, and, and Grant Cameron says that. He came to a conclusion. He says, we can never take down E.T. because they know what we're thinking before we think it. That's how psychic they are. They can yeah, see they, 10 steps right. before we do. Uh-huh. So the, the, the Roswell craft, there were two of them, uh, they was delivered intentionally like a, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, it was we had to be within six feet. And there were, there were five of them. There were five of them delivered. And let me tell you, please, let me just finish this. Four. They were passed back to TV. I thought you said four. there were five. There's four, four or five. See, this is like a... Um, there were two. That, two. There's two in a craft. The thirty by thirties guess is made for two. They're the light uh, dolls. We call them. Are are you know the the people the little grays that we think about because they work with the tall whites in space because they don't have any melanin because you know unless they come down here and, and it's a long story but anyway there was two to each craft the 30 by 30s is what we call them because no matter if you go inside or out they measured tape 30 by 30 but one dropped off the one that came off of the big i guess you call it the mothership and the other one was supposed to come down and pick the two up the two little grays that basically are they know they're made and they're okay with that. They serve their purpose. They die. And so one was injured and one was like me. And one was Errol, which is like me. Wait, 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 wait. Let me just explain this because how you said it was backwards anyway. In order to deliver one craft, you have to have two crafts because you're going to pick up the two ETs that are dropping the craft off and then four go back up to space, right? So they had two crafts coming down. They they delivered the first craft, but the other craft blew up. Take it from there, TJ. What happened? That's the, the one. That's the one. That's the famous Roswell that we found out. Me and Tom off planet on the video, like Karen's picking up in her head how the ETs work with you. Yeah, I'm seeing it right there. Talk, I'm watching it. Well, the, the, when it came down and we set the 30 by 30 down, then, you know, the two guys get in the other craft that was supposed to go back, right? And that one actually stayed on the ground, too. So we have one intact that they took into the mountain, and we had the one that imploded and killed the two that, you know, fell out and uh, because it exploded, but it hit something. But we didn't. it wasn't supposed to implode. So it wasn't that the, our government shot them down. B.S. It's not possible. It's not. Come on, guys. If they travel, you know, out of the stellar, you think electricity or lightning or something we make? Come on. You know, how hubris. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so come it on, imploded, guys. and we don't know why it imploded, okay? We don't know, and that's what my people off-planet, ET people, more than I am in human form, said. So it imploded. We don't know why. It came right off the factory because we make them in space. And so while we're making we have a whole big mothership that does nothing but, you know, carry the animals or carry the trees or make the equipment to come down here. But it was like uh, we call it a Trojan horse because of the old history of how we learned so when you're watching this, you know, they just watch us like entertainment, like the Truman Show or whatever oh, that was I called. <laughs> so we're their, their entertainment, you know. But that happened, and it became part of their story as well as our story. And unfortunately, I get to be one of the past lifers called Errol. 
But I also have a past life in Tibet as working with those up there. So go figure. So I figure that well, a lot of this Well, I think they're getting a kick out of listening to us. Yeah, they watch us. Even <laughs> they're watching us right now, and they're loving it, and they're just laughing and like a bunch of kids. You know, they're and they're enjoying the fact that we're connecting and we're getting their messages. Y'all know yeah. that. I'm wondering though. why they put us in 2020. It's funny because I went on a show by myself, which I haven't like ever done ever to, and I just found it last night. And now today's May 15th, and that show I talked about today, and I had no clue what was going to happen today, but I told people that came in on TJ Marcy T Radio Show. That May 15th. Now I know what it was about. It was about the three of what us getting about? together today. Us what getting together. We're talking the truth. We're all talking. What we're all say? recognizing and identifying the first part of it. It's like puzzles. And we're all connected. We're all connected for this mission to bring and to help bring this disclosure. By goodness. I mean, it's got to come. And because and if people don't wake up with what's going on here, then I don't know. We've got such a beautiful planet. I mean, I'm in love do. with the Keys, you know. I mean, I'm a real big dolphin research person, and I would live down there with the dolphins if I could. But I've, I love I do dolphins. A lot. Too. I have my but babies down there. Oh, how many babies? You you, you went. You had your babies underwater. How many did you no, have? No, I have my babies are dolphins. Oh, <laughs> the ones that are down there. One of them is 45. I have four girls. No, I don't have any human babies. I have I have dolphins that I, I go see down there that are like babies to me. They're like my children. No, well, I haven't had any dolphins. Wow. Whales and dolphins were confirmed to me personally. So if I ever tell everything I know, which will be really hard, I'll... <laughs> I will. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to put what I know well, to be my reality. It's just my story. Parents have to help them. Really? But I have to ask. How? I have to ask you something. Well, wait. Well, let me. Look, it will. It will unveil itself to us. If we patience. That's one of my big lessons is patience. But I have to ask. I have to go back up because you load these bombs. It's like a big turd bomb, and then you go to something else. I want to go back to the turd bomb. You said that you were on some radio show. And then you talked about May 15, 2020. What did you say on what radio show? What I radio don't know. Somehow my – Karen can explain it, maybe, because she's a hypnotherapist. I don't know, but uh, I'll just sound like a crazy woman. Uh, that Whatever that higher superconscious that the ETs keep from me or let me be or – because they tell me I can't handle it all because our little human brain. So they never give it all to me, which even though I died, you know, I kept dying and they kept bringing me back. So, I, you know, I started wanting answers. So you so, don't know what Karen, radio show it was. How it was my show. show? Oh, was because I pay show? for what it. This it? one. Okay. It's, okay, uh, okay. I, you, I thought you said I you pay were interviewed by somebody one. else. It's, so no. The one, you weren't I, interviewed by somebody else. I was by myself. One found on, on, okay, on TJ Morphy Steve Radio, and you were talking on TJ Morphy Steve Radio about May 15, 2020. What did but I didn't you remember say making it. It was conscious so what uh, something. What did you say about May 15, I don't, 2020? I remember saying, telling these girls, I, maybe it was Roswell, the end of the world 
video. I don't know, but instead, I told them because they were calling in at the 1st of April or something, but I told them to wait till May 15th. It was about six weeks. I don't know. I told, uh, I didn't know. I just, okay, let me tell Karen. Karen, I'm a psychic channel. Okay, I'm like a psychic medium. I used to learn to channel. No, you just have a lot of ET. You just have a lot of ET energy going through you right now, and it's really jubilant and wonderful, and it's excited, and we're all kind of like on a high, and they're just yeah, loving yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I get. They're just that's putting the little get. puzzles together, and and they're loving Janet. But sometimes Janet. they won't let me. Well, that's because well, sometimes they won't let me. I think we don't let's let ourselves because I think the yeah. human part of us, and I know it's this way with me. Is that, you know, I could tell a lot, (laughs) but, you know, I don't want people in the conventional realm to think that, you know, I'm real weird, you know, and and I think we all are like that, and I try to work on that, and I try to work on that, you know, I've done all my family of origin on the earth plane, I've done it on the other planes, I've done it in my Kashuk records, but this part of my earth self goes, my goodness, you know, I can't be just too weird you know people the mass public don't understand it they think we're all nuts they don't and then they get to where they don't respect us i don't care if anybody thinks i'm nuts or not but i would like some respect because i've worked hard in this field for all my life just like janet has and you have and that's what we want we just want to be respected and you know not treated like idiots <laughs> that's what it is and it makes us a well, little I I coined it Ascension Age on my show, but Janet put up UFO Secret Space, but she's more out than I am. But that's okay. I've got the UFO Secret Space group okay. on Facebook. When is your birthday, today? Uh, the when, day when, after Christmas. Oh, you're a Capricorn. 51. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're my age. 51. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm a Sagittarius. I'm on the 19th, and I was born in 50, so we're all about the same age. Right. Nice yeah, you were here before I got here. But I tried coming in two years earlier, and my mother aborted me. She miscarried me. But she wow. didn't treat me. So I, but I, I knew I had to come in in time to be at a, uh, a decent age to meet Sasha, because she's 14 years older than me. But it was going to be 12 years older than me. But I, I remember, uh, so that's why my mother was freaked out, because she knew who yeah. I was. Uh, she had t- she had taken me out, and she her mother tried to kill me eight times. So I've had eight near death experiences at the hand of my mother, but I just kept coming back. And then the time uh, I was uh, chosen, well, when I said it, she chose me when I was four. I was orally raped. It was really horrendous. And this is what they do: they switch with the ulcers. And I was on the other side. And my guides came and said, "Well, you want to stay dead?" And they and so I'm watching, like I'm a, like on three cameras, running around, and, and I'm seeing everything. You sweat, everybody's yelling, sweat off their brow. You know, there was all this uh, fighting going on because uh, my brother was beating up the guy who had raped me, and the neighbor, they called the neighbor in because they were so upset, and they tried to revive me with uh, some kind of, I don't know if I knew CPR back in the 50s, but it was, it was, uh, I was four years old, so I was born 54, so I was 58. Anyway, while that was going on, the guy said, well, do you want to stay here? And they showed me timelines. And he said, if you stayed here, this, 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 this happened. So in one timeline, 
my mother went to jail. In another timeline, my father got so upset he killed this guy. His name is Harry. Um, and then another one, my older brother was so distraught because nobody ever, you know, oh, what do you want me to say? He, he, he couldn't get over the death of his baby sister, right? And the same thing with my sister. She ended up with so distraught. So they showed me four major timelines which were not favorable for my family. And I said to them, okay, well, I can't do that to those people. I need to come back in. So they said, well, here's how you fix your neck. Your neck is broken. You need to fix your neck before you come back into the body. You can't re-enter it when it's damaged like this. So they showed me how to fix my body. And they had been trying to revive me, but they gave up. And so they, they said, okay, we're going to go uh, call the police and turn, you guys have to turn yourself in because she's dead and she's not coming back. So they were starting to leave the room, and that's when I decided to come back. And so my body was on the floor. It was kind of twisted. My head, I was face down. My hair was all ruffled. But as soon as the energy came into the body, I, I jumped right up, and I threw my hands up, and I literally glowed like Jesus Christ, right? And I said, Hi, because uh, I was full of the love of God and the universe and consciousness, and I was an enlightened being. And, and it's like I had total forgiveness, and nothing was wrong. Everything was divine perfection. And they turned around and saw me glowing like some kind of little ET, um, <laughs> and they screamed and they ran out the door. And I said, "Oh, cool! I made the, the adult run away." And then I felt really tired because the energy of that five-color signature was way higher than 3D Earth. And so I started to really integrate into the body and had been through trauma. So it, they were, this all happened in my bedroom. I had this really big room across the front, and they gave it to baby Janet because nobody wanted to be in the haunted room. And it was very haunted, and I had to deal with that on my childhood. But I was so tired from adjusting the energy and crawling into bed, and I forgot about it. It's called the kune. Um, but I could never have oral sex. So I knew there was something going like, what? No. I knew there was something hidden in my deep subconscious. So, you know, I, I, I couldn't have oral sex with my husband. So that was a problem. His husband wanted to do something like that, right? So um, that created a lot of drama in my life. But here I am. Um, and so that was not the first time I saw the timeline. So when I was four, before this episode, so that was probably in like August of that year, uh, in the spring, uh, when the buttercups and the little spring flowers were just starting to form, I was picking flowers for my mother in the side yard. So in the 50s, you could let your little kid outside and, and you know, you could keep an ear on them, but they wouldn't, nothing would happen. I was in my own yard. And I started um, understanding the concepts of God, but that was because I was having constant experience with the expression. So I called them God. Right? I didn't know. I was trying to integrate what was going on in my human life with what was happening as an experiencer. So I um, was just singing songs to God, and I picked some flowers. And as soon as I came around the bend and I was going to go into the house, there was a little tiny one-foot tall fence um, there because my mom was trying to keep people from walking on her garden. And I stepped over it, and mid-step, the, they took me up on the mothership. So there was no, you know, 
being disappearing in front of me. They just beat me up. So, or not even really, it wasn't like the transportation and having to see the, the earth track. It was just, they, you know, just like in Star Trek. They wanted me, they beamed, I was on board the ship. And so they gave me, like, a tour of the ship. They welcomed me back, so I was part of them. And they took me into a theater. But they were very sensitive about the human form that I had agreed to incarnate in. So they took me into the theater. And then they made it something that I could uh, understand. It was like a, and I had never been in the movie theater, right? But, uh, you know, I understood chairs and all that stuff. So um, I'll, I'll talk that thing. They wanted me to sit in the front row in the center, so I did. And as, as soon as I was comfortable, this uh, screen, large screen, um, started to show these images of the 24 potential future history timelines that would happen that were kind of uh, variations on this theme that we have right now. So the first one showed the total destruction of the planet. It blew up. And then the next one was slightly better, and there were 24. So it went from uh, the worst scenario to the best scenario. And we're, we're experiencing this uh, potentiality right now. When they, when they were showing it, it was more than showing it. There was, there was an image on the screen, but it was everything in my mind, like you're seeing right now. But it was also essential, so I could smell it. I could, um, I could see all everything happening simultaneously across the planet. I'm not sure how it is. It's, it's like if you were God, you could see all the existence all at once. But humans were, were separately. I was kind of only see linearly at one at a time or a small range. But I was able to see it all, comprehend it all, feel it all. So I was weeping by the time it was over. Uh, and then uh, they showed me utopian ones. They said, which one do you want? The theater went dark, and then, uh, which which one do you want to choose? And, I, and what they were saying is, I was choosing for all humanity. And then I, because I'm human, I go, what? You know, no, I can't choose for all humanity. So just, just choose one. So I chose the third one from the uh, utopian and continuum part, and there's a, a continuum, and it was, uh, so it would leave enough left to do, right? Uh, as soon as I made the choice, I was once again back in my body. And I was finishing the step. Now, when I took my first step, it was high noon. The sun was really bright. It was straight up. When I took my, when I put them down, when they returned me, they'd step, they'd turn me, the sun was setting. And the sky was just full of these tremendous colors. And then I, they said, um, and this is what they do. They say, you have done some, you have come here to do something which would benefit all of, of mankind. All human time. That's what they do. Human time. And I felt uh, such joy uh, in relation that my life had been in the purpose. So, but then as I started to walk in the house, we returned with people who I told my family. Um, I said, I, I realized that I can't tell these people anything because they'll, you know, they'll react negatively. They won't get it. So I, I didn't tell them, but I never, ever, ever forgot. So that was not blanked out in any way, shape, or form. So, I just want to say one thing. In 63, when they did the Montauk, the 20-year anniversary of the Montauk, or the Philadelphia experiment, when they were in Montauk, um, the timeline got changed. So we were on a real positive timeline from 58 to 63. And then... Uh, they hijacked it, and then that shortly after Kennedy was shot, you know, the news born timeline, but the other Kennedy was shot, Martin Luther got. So we, we're about like a hijacked timeline. Okay, whoever wants to take this, I'm passing the Dawson stick. Go ahead. Oh, that's 
Thank you. That was I was seeing a beautiful, fabulously interesting uh, thing. That's what I see from the third dim- from the beyond the third dimension. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Do you have a question or comments, either of you? Either of you have any questions or comments? TJ, you started to say something, right? Or was that Karen? Well, Karen was talking just now. Uh, okay. I but, yeah, I think we're all here, Janet. And I get you, Janet, that you I mean, I know because I've known you longer than anybody that I can right. talk to. But, you know, Janet and I... Okay, Karen, what it is, is she and I were contractors, but I was wearing a uniform and she wasn't. But we met at right. a psychic fair, uh, but we also met at Spiritual World Network the Sunday before. And uh, our anyway, she was with a guy, but we met a long time ago in Hawaii. It's no coincidence, but we don't like the word Stargate. Cause we weren't working with Russell Targ and all the famous people from the uh, right. Brook, Brook, Brookings Institute. Or the way that the government made them seem, uh, who was it? Uh, what was that other guy that Tommy worked with? Uh, the guy that bent spoons and all that stuff. Well, they took oh, it Yuri public. Geller? When the government, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, in that's Geller. who David yeah. worked so, with, yeah. Now, see, David, you said that okay? my brother's name was David. David St. Clair was a very, uh, he was a real author. He was, he, I ran, I, I met him when Robert and I, um, separated in 1976, and we did research all, in all these countries. He was a Time and Life reporter, <coughs> and he wor- he lived in Brazil for 20 years, and he worked for their sister company called Manchetti. And then he became a published author, and he was president of the Parapsychological Research Society in Los Angeles back in the 60s. And he has a big book out now that everybody has. It's really all of his books are really old. It's called Instant ESP. So, you know, he may be one of the, he may be so old and one of the, we're all the good guys, we're all the old timers, you know, people don't even know who they are anymore. But yeah. um, he has a lot of his books in Library of Congress. And he's, I have his page, <coughs> excuse me, I have his page tied to my website and my uh, oh. thing. So you can read about him. So I don't know how we started talking about him, but um, oh, I think of Yuri Geller. Oh yeah, Yuri Geller. He was at a dinner party with Yuri when he lived in London, and he was in. He had dual citizenship with England and the United States, and uh, so that's all. I've never met Yuri. <clears throat> well, so. you said you said something else. Oh, do you know that you and I are both with Best Psychics Directory? Oh, you mean at Bob Olson? Uh-huh. I didn't know that. I didn't I either until uh, Janet sent me something or something, but I saw a logo on the bottom left. Maybe it was I your website. Ever, I don't ever hear much from them at all. Do you? I don't either. Uh-uh. It's really strange, and in fact, I don't know what this means. But, you know, automatically they charge, and I don't know that I've been charged for the past couple of months. I don't know that I have or I haven't. So well, I put in, and then they uh, they got me a gig with ABC Television back uh-huh. when uh, Stanton Friedman was in my life and called my uh-huh. mama, and ABC Television, no, it was the producers in New York, and then uh, I did a psychic reading for one of their shows, ABC, 
uh, wife swap, and then they said because I was accurate by doing what they wanted me to do, read this people that they had out of Chicago, some shaman. They were swapping with somebody where I lived in Kentucky. They said they got me off of LinkedIn through the best psychic directory, and I was like, okay. But then uh, I was working with Stanton Friedman, but they had me uh, – it didn't make any sense. They were videoing me at night pointing up to you or sky like they were – I don't understand why where, what they did with the – what they put who, in the can of the video. Who was bidding you? Who was bidding It was the producers. The producers. Oh. I don't know who they were. They were a team that puts a little mic <laughs> on like you. Uh, and, white swap. Now, well, I've white never swap, heard very much from them. You know, I right. very seldom do I hear anything. But but my one of my managers said I need to stay on there for the for the Google deal. So I don't know. Oh, What's okay. a manager? What kind of manager do you have? Uh, like a California publicist or Dallas publicist? Terrible, okay. terrible allergies. Uh, oh, me too. The sign well, of ET and Derek's really Derek's really my manager, but I have a I have Carolyn who who does my website and stuff like that, and um, she's the one who helped me set up with the Bob Olson. And um, so I, re- I don't even really hear from anybody, and I don't think anybody really hears much, so I don't know. Well, why don't we, why don't we yeah. talk about something more relevant instead of some psychic network? We have a half hour. I like what that St. Clair like guy. Time just flies when we're having a good time. Yeah, it's fun. So let's do something relevant. Well, why don't we do this again, Janet? We're still on this one. We'll talk about doing another one next time. All right, off the air. We got half an hour to make it really count. Okay, hey, why don't um, we talk about the Karen, time today? About? I'm going to talk. I'd like to talk about the transition our planet's in right now. Go for it. You go for it, girl. You know, I think that uh, we're, we're. I think that people need to. I think they need to do the mask. I think they need to do the gloves. And my prediction is that if people don't watch it. It's going to come back full blast around, I would say September, October. Mm-hmm. We're in kind of a, kind of a waiting period right now. <clears throat> I think there's, I think it's terrible. Everything that's happened, you know, I saw this three years ago, and I right. told Janet that on her show. It's a long story, and I won't repeat it because it's a long story. But I thought it was, I I did the same thing. In another out of, out of space, in another star space, star system. <clears throat> a friend and I went through and, and saw this whole thing, and we were dressed up in these white things that you see in, up in the front lines in New York. And I was connecting it with military, and I was asking her at the time. I thought, how come that the medical stuff looks like military? Well, we didn't really know. Now we know because the front liners that are risking their life, the nurses, the doctors, all the health people, are really the frontliners, and we are. It's a, it's a type of a, a war. It's a war against this uh, virus. And, mm-hmm. you know, there are many reasons why it's happening. I'm not going to get into anything. I think I, I think the politics down here have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, I think it goes way beyond that. And I think that... In, in, in a way, it's an opportunity for our planet and the people who inhabit it to wake up and start thinking about life, death, the path, 
what's beyond the theater, what's beyond the play. This is a play. It's one play, mm-hmm. but we're eternal, we're forever. But this is one of our plays. But uh, most people in the conventional realm see this as that's all there is, that they're, that's all they're wired for. And right. so if they don't, if they make light of it and don't try to protect themselves, then all their electromagnetic fields will keep producing. See, we're down in here in the middle of all this. Many people who are light workers, who are ET experiencers, we're, we've come in here for this time. And it's all having to do with the polar shift and everything, climate change, the whole thing. And the masses and their energy, in my opinion, are attracting in the likeness of of environmental manifestation of where they are. And so we're coming down here with our energies, getting clobbered, trying to help out, having weird things happen, this, that, and the other, and all the other stuff. And so we get very emotional. People who are empathic get extremely emotional and sensitive. And we're picking up, we have to be careful and keep the light around us at all times because otherwise we become a, a, a screen, like a vent. Like a vent. And we're, we're venting mm-hmm. through all these other things. So that's what, in my opinion, we're here to do. Now, how far we're coming along is far, I'm not sure. You know, I think that people, it's just like 9-11. People were really devastated in the beginning, and then it wore off oh so quickly. And so this is worse than that. And I think if people would just stay put for a while, something would happen, and then it would be over. But my concern is that they're not, and this is just kind of a interim stage, and then it's really going to get bad. And so okay. I I do think something in the end will save it. I think that <clears throat> there will be a vaccine or it will just fade away or whatever. I don't think it's just going to fade away. But I do see there there being an outcome to it. But we're just kind of right in it right now. You know, it's not over. Well, I've got uh, a couple downloads on this whenever you're ready to uh, pass the talking stick. I want the what? talking stick next. Well, I want the talking stick next because I got some downloads on this. Okay. And when you're complete, or you're complete, I don't want yeah, to that's just all I, that's just all I had to say. Okay. Right. So I got it. I got it, two downloads this past week, or maybe one was last week. So it's about intentionality. It's not the story. It's not all this conspiracy stuff. It's about your intention. So if you uh, go out and you catch diseases and you kill yourself and kill the people, that's your intention, right? Mm, and we right. don't really know what's going on. But people are catching the disease and they are dying and they're spreading it and it's spreading like wildfires. That's and right. And it spreads as soon as you open up a, a city, a town, a location, their cases go up exponentially and they go up from 10 to 300 overnight. And it's like, what is going on here? So if you're going out and you're being careless, you're intending to suicide and kill the people. And that's what we work on in psychology. We go, well, some people, you know, if you're smoke and you know you're going to die of cancer and yet you still keep smoking, well then you're suicidal. It's not, you don't have to put a gun to your head, you're suicidal. And if you That's know right. that you're actually going to take people with you, you're murderous. So this is karmic thing. So you can call it what you want here on this level, but when you're on the other side, you go, oh shit, I just killed myself and I just killed grandma, my daughter, 
and you know my cousin, right? So you're gonna say, you're gonna finish your karma. But the other thing is that I've been studying this, but the ECs downloaded. They said, no, this is not gonna go away. This is like uh, HIV, and this is like the measles. So what we what this time is about is is reconnecting our DNA. The Anunnaki turn off our DNA. We have because we have Anunnaki DNA. Our potential is physical immortality. But they um, years ago, and, I, and I've written five books on the Anunnaki, is they did not want us to live the extreme uh, longevity because they wanted to control the planet. So they intentionally turned off our DNA. It's like on off. It's like a computer program. They turned off the longevity switch. They turned off the switch which allows us immunity to all diseases. And the other thing is they intentionally, in one of their wars between Anata and Marduk, they introduced biochemical warfare. And a lot of this uh, stuff has been laying, has gone dormant in the under, you know, big jungles and forests. But as we expand our population, we went, when I was born, there were 3 billion people. We have, um, what, almost 8 billion people. So we're going where we shouldn't be going. And we're stirring up these old ancient viruses, and um, they are biochemical warfare. They're designed to depopulate, and they're doing what, what they were de- they were designed to do. Yeah. So I believe that. I believe that. So the final thing, and then I'll pass this off to you, is that uh, they said, well, we've got to go in genetically and and reactivate that physical immortality, um, extreme longevity, and immunity to diseases. Otherwise, humanity is going to get really wiped out. Like the Anunnaki, when the Anunnaki came here, their population had been devastated. And so we were their hope. So it's going to be some kind of intervention. But I think that it's going to be because deep within me, I, I, have, I was a geneticist for the past life. And so I had this understanding. But I don't know how to do the ABC. So I'm thinking maybe if I get in there and do a course or something. But, you know, it's really hard to wrap your head around you know, all this stuff. No, I, I agree. I agree. I agree with you on everything you're saying. <laughs> I really do. I see this. Of course, the average mm-hmm. public doesn't know what we're talking about, but all we can do <laughs> is to is to help them to see if they would just, you know, uh, put secure themselves in place, put safety in place, or or mm-hmm. secure in place. And I never see anybody. Well, whenever I go, I go out to eat a sandwich under mm-hmm. this tree, and this little sandwich shop brings it out to my car, mm-hmm. and I never see anybody walking around. A lot of people walking, a lot of people walking their dogs. Nobody's with a mask, uh-huh. and nobody's with a glove. Right. So it's it's almost um, like they uh, maybe there's a wiring. I don't know. Maybe there's a wiring, but I just know that you know we're stable here in Texas. It's called stable. From by the map, uh, I think most most states are, but only because for a time, and then it's going to ramp back up again probably in August and September. Right, and we all so, know that. I'm going to look at the NCOV 2019 live. It's like an ongoing calculator that shows it's updated continually. So we're at 4.6 million people uh, sick. Um, or have uh, confirmed, and then we have 308,000 dead. We have in the United um, States. <laughs> in the U.S., but the United States, the United States has uh, 1,484,000 confirmed cases, and no, 
Oh no, I'm sorry. That's cool. Let me go to the right one. Yeah, here's her. Here's the other thing. Um, eighty-eight thousand deceased, and and we only had one, I think, or one or two. And the first the first case that died was in February, but they didn't acknowledge it as. COVID until they did the biopsy. Did the autopsy. Are you talking about? Are you talking about in Hawaii? No, in the United States. In the United States. The first States. case was in San Jose, and I, I, uh, Santa Clara, and, and that was um, Morian's conference, and I was calling people. I says, and I'm psychic too, right? And I said, Oh my God, the virus is there. It's there. It's there. And so nobody believed me, and I said to my friends, Be very careful. The virus is there already. But no, it's just still on the virus. No, it's there. I don't know how it's there, but it's there. Be very careful. And so anyway, a lot of people were sick at that call because I don't know if anybody died, but they just like two weeks ago said the very first COVID death in the United States was Santa Clara, right in the middle of February, right when I was calling them saying, it's there, please be careful, please be careful. So wow. anyway, um, I guess how I'm psychic. I, I can't do readings like TJ does. But I just get things, and, and well, I, I know it's you're sometimes psychic. scary when it's just me off. Well, people but, don't uh, like to hear about this, you know. We can talk about it among ourselves because we're all light workers, and we all have right. our DNA a little bit different. <laughs> uh, but you know, we we're also down here to try to help this planet, and we're doing the best we can. And I just think we need to know that because I live this twenty four seven, and I know you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it's, so it's, Texas it's, is number eight, and Florida is number nine in um, in the, uh, the, in the uh, U.S. with cases. Oh. Yeah. I will so. ask you guys something that I'm interested mm-hmm. in knowing about, and I'm not sure how sure. to do it. But do, do any of you all know how to get your DNA tested for ET origin? Um, Terry Ling did that, and it was on the George Dury oh. show. With that, mm-hmm. and she was on I there with, heard. and I know Terry, and um, she had it done, and Cheryl Jones was on there with her. This was about a week ago. You can look it up on YouTube. But I'm I was wondering how now. we could do that, and they literally scientifically went to a medical laboratory. See what you see. I don't know. Do you know either? Do you know anybody? Do you know either those people personally that you could send them an email? Or yeah, I know Terry. I can call Ask Terry. Her. I'll do it. I I'll am. I'll do it. I'm. I'll do it. Yeah. 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 Wouldn't because that be when fun? When I came in, I am like TJ. We both had experiences going back to the crib, and when yeah. I came in, uh, they said uh, when I was 18 months old, I had been. I've been saying things way beyond my years, and my mother was freaking out. I was just talking too intelligently. So my mother would act out, and she would uh, she thought she'd given birth to the, the demon seeds, and, and she was very, very Christian. And so she would act out and do things and try to hurt me. But um, well, a lot of these people around, around, they said you, yeah. A lot and, of them think it's Christian. of the dark or the devil, and it's silly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's really sad. But you know, but, uh, my poor mother probably was part of some rituals because she's um, I don't know, the the, the um, there were masons on both sides. She was really having difficulties. And both of us saw the ghosts of this all through the house. 
she didn't know how to reconcile that. I was just like, oh, I'd wake up and they'd be standing at the foot of my bed. Okay, you again. Uh, (laughs) So my poor mother didn't know how to handle it. But that 18 months, they said, we're going to send you in here now. You've got to be human. You've got to behave. You've got to be human. And so everybody came to Dubai. There were just all kinds of beings. I can't even name them. I mean, they were somewhere like animals that we don't even have, right? And they, they, but they were humanoid. They were bipedal with clothing and faces and noses and stuff like that. But they were all wonderful, beautiful. Everybody's beautiful. You can see. If you look in their eyes, if you do a puja, look in their eyes, you see all the ways. Oh, yeah. And all, the, all, all humans have the ability to go through the source if you can really go deep in the planet. So they That's said to true. Them, and they said, and they made this loud thunder. They said, you got to go be human. And it was loud thunder and a clap. And then, then I couldn't talk uh, intelligent. I was babbled. I said, ah, I yeah. Can't talk. <laughs> and to protect me. Yeah. yeah. So that's okay. what they do. Yeah. Um, so, TJ, what do you want to add to our friend about, uh, that we're talking about right now about um, the pandemic and. Uh, Early earliest interactions with BT. You were in your crib. What about the pandemic? What do you think about this pandemic? Well, Is it Gigi, a, a consciousness? My daughter thing? just yeah. died. She had an alien. Uh, uh, just so you know, Karen, my daughter got a type of cancer on her working from being closed painting. When, she had to run through the clearance. But uh, she died March 16th. Last year, 2019, I just oh, lost my her. I'm so sorry, honey. It it was hard because the oh. even the Nordic, you know, the ones you mentioned, uh, Billy Meyer, but there were some the Nordics Canadian. that came in from North. Yeah, and and she and I worked with the Nordics here at the hospital and in the cancer center, and wow. admittedly so. Yeah, one was retiring and moving south, but. Uh, you know, she she was really smart, but they they first they took all her blood and plasma out, and they call them being reborn. She was in a, a one of those what do they call them? I've had it on the tip of my tongue, but you know what? Trials. She was in a trial, and they rebirthed her. It was what terrible was to diagnosis? go through. It hurts. She had cancer. Uh, uh, I forgot the name of it. It's from chemicals. It's an acquired cancer. From breathing uh, in, is it something the like that? It's a lung it's, uh, mesothelioma. It has. It's uh, you can look her up. It's uh, darn it, Gigi, cowboy cancer cowgirl on YouTube. Cancer cowgirl. She's got a red okay. cowboy head on. But it's okay. from using chemicals and paints and stuff. It's real common. It's in the oceans. And uh, but she got it from the chemicals, but I forgot the name. I, it's funny after a year, but now I'm blanking out because what happened? I mean, I, we talked about it constantly, you know, the time. But my point was that she went through and got rebirthed and given a new birthday in May, coming up. I think it was May 17th. A couple of days, she would have been had a new birthday. But she lived through it, and they thought she they got rid of it. But unfortunately, by November, this was in 2017. And uh, Janet, I had just met Janet, and Janet and I was going to do a conference in 2018. And by the time Janet had the conference put together in Albuquerque, I was back again for another uh, big bout at Moffitt. And one 
alien gene, because you're talking about the DNA and right. COVID and all that, uh-huh. would not, it got caught, one little alien gene, where say knew we were, in, you know, they knew who we were and stuff. It, it's hard to explain, but people I know understand. your blood. They know everything sure, about everybody. Sure they do. But they had one little alien that was like uh, an AI thing from another planet, and they knew it. And they talked to me and called me in about how did I make her, and they wanted the intelligence, and they brought in intelligence people from, like, Tyson or Langley or all those people came in, and then they brought people up from Europe and Brazil but they uh-huh. talked to me about being in the intelligence agency and what I'd do for the Navy because they were interested in why she had this alien. Like you said, how do you know you've got alien DNA? I know because I was told she had it, and I went through the grill. And Janet was talking to that guy with the funny hair with me, and they were listening to what me and Janet were saying in the conference room. So it was all about aliens, and Janet was at an alien conference with that Tompkins dude. And I met him in Dayton, Ohio, and then that Mike, she brought Michael Sala on, and he knew this guy, Tompkins, and then she, Ken Johnston, and I met Janet in May 2017. And uh-huh. it's so weird because it's like everybody in the medical field, in the government, in the intelligence agency, in the space agency, all knew who me and my daughter were and wanted to know about this alien and how I made her. So Janet was sort of right that all this stuff she's been bugging me about has to do with who we are on this planet and why some of us have more genes swapped than others. They call it alien Uh DNA. Uh But uh, there's normal genes passed down from your parents when you're young, but there's also from panspermia or whatever it was. But see, the aliens I worked with said they found us here on this planet, so they're like Anunnaki. But, uh-huh. you know, Jan, people argue with it because a lot of people don't know the true Sumerian clay tablet stories. But anyway, you know, with me being a past lifer and de- dealing with the aliens and the greys and how their story goes back, universes and dimensions, right. nobody wants to know the truth because it just depends on what's been written. So they can only find the you know, Sumerian and fire clay tablets. But we're now opening up to all that other stuff. But I was told to call it the Ascension Age, and I had... Uh, I have such a long story with fire, but Karen, Janet said you were going to help us, so maybe you need to know because you asked how you could be tested. Just because they test you doesn't mean they don't find it, but they did find it in my daughter, and she still died. But my daughter promised me she was working. Oh, they take everything out of you. No, I know, but I used to work with the doctor who was real famous at one time. Before where they had PAs, I was kind of like that in the 80s. So I know a lot about medicine, but but more I don't know about medicine. But I've always been curious about this one thing because almost everybody I know, almost everybody I know that are like us who have this knowledge has has a little kink in their in their blood DNA. Yeah, and there's not a name for it. Well, uh, that guy, the richest guy in the world, came along and bought, uh, I know he found out about it because he's interested in space and aliens and what we can do to help them get in space. Elon Musk, what's his name? Uh, Yeah, there's Elon Elon Musk, Musk. Sir Richard Richard Branson, and Jeff Bezos. Which one one was it? Well, they all work together. All three are going into space. Jeff Bezos bought our ascension. 
Jeff Bezos bought our Jeff Bezos bought our Ascension Center. He bought all of them. He's the richest man in the world, but he got mine, well, Gigi's, and my blood was tested down there. So he's got, mm-hmm. he knows that he's got the alien DNA in the Ascension files, Janet. He bought wow. them. Right. So, I know. Yeah, but you asked me about that book, and somehow they've got it tied up between Google, Lulu. Google got it, and I don't know. It's on Google, but they've got uh-huh. the page. You can read 90 pages of my book. But Google, when I was a publisher, asked me for some books to put in their Google library. But you can't, uh-huh. I don't know how to buy it. It's, I can't see it on uh, Amazon. Yeah. How did they buy it? Because, see, I lost my um, files in my, hey, my um, computer. Go ahead, I'm Janet. On, I'm, on Ginger, I'm on Ginger Parish. And, you found um, it. I found it, but it, if you go on Facebook, there's all these pictures of Ginger Parish. What is your parents? That's my daughter that died. The one oh, that's okay. at CT. Let me, let they, me go in here. Is, does she still, are you they still have it in the Thurman. They have it so in my Thurman DNA. No. Oh, well, okay. So the DNA, the Thurman side, the one the side that had the Senator Thurman, has the DNA that has the. Yeah, that's why she DNA? was getting. Yeah, because he knew. He knew, and so it's uh, not from the. Bush the is, it's not from. Uh, it's not from the father. It's not from her father. The DNA it's from me. Her father. I'm the mother. It came from you. Me. Okay. Do any, I'm, do I'm any the of mother. Your other children. Do any of the other children have alien DNA? Yeah, but I'm not allowed to talk about it because that was part of that Montauk uh, Brookhaven people. Do you still have her picture on uh, Face or FaceTime, Facebook, and I can read her picture. Yes. I can read sound and I can read photos. You go to Ginger Parish on Facebook. I pulled it up. Okay, I have. The show and uh, are Parish. there two little kids? Uh, there are lots of Ginger Parishes. Um, Ginger Parish five. Ginger dot Parish. Um, and dot five. Did she live in Ginger Salt Lake Parish. City? It was no, Ginger Teresa Faye Bowers. She has the Rothschild name, the red uh, door name. I'm just the talking about the Facebook Bowers. I'm just talking about the forward slash Ginger Facebook.com forward slash Ginger dot Parish P-A-R-R-I-S-H dot and the number five. That's her. She's got a... Um, um, where where is she? What state? This Florida. Facebook.com forward slash Ginger. Well, I'm already Parish. on Facebook. I'm already in there. So I just I'm just need to type okay. in where she where 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 her name is. Gulf Breeze, Florida. Oh, here it is. It says cancer patient Ginger Bowers, B O W E R S. I'm not going to send a video, but I can't listen to it. Dr. Tower. Cancer patient Ginger Bowers will bring up her one of her videos with the doctor right before she dies. He tells her to go home and die, basically. Oh, wow. And that's after we went through all the ET stuff with the intelligence and the people from Norway and extraterrestrials. Uh, Let's see. I see you, TJ, and I see uh, I see her with you. Was she taller than you? 
Uh, she appeared taller because she was thin, but maybe an inch taller than me. Let's see. I'm I was 5'11", but she stood about six feet. She but has she a she T-shirt on that says Wonder Woman. Is that her? Yeah, I was their I was their Wonder Woman growing up. I, I was a superhero to them because I was real strong and read tarot cards and well, I had superpowers. A, yeah, and she has she has that T-shirt on, and she I, I, me. Pick, I pick okay, up. Let, let she, does, she was way ahead of her time. She was way ahead of her time, and not from here. She wanted to go back to her star system. Yeah, mm-hmm. she chose it. She chose it. She she did. She loved you very much. I see that. You're in a blue. You're in something blue, and you've got some turquoise around you. And she has, looks like she's had chemo treatment. Oh, and yeah, lots here. of it. And she's right here with us. Wow. She's with Are you, you talking right about now? now? Yeah, right there. How did you know about the Wonder Woman? How did well, you know I'm, about I'm looking at the pic- looking at the picture. I'm looking oh, at the oh, picture. it's on Facebook. Yeah, it's on Facebook. Oh, okay. But I'm I'm looking at her eyes, and she has ET eyes. Oh, she had the most beautiful blue extraterrestrial yeah. eyes yeah. I'd ever seen. Mine are hazel. Yeah. yeah. Hey, most of the ETs are hazel or blue. They say, but my husband's was brown, so I don't know. I think anything so we she say was is. Thank you. She was. She was very Brazilian because yeah. of uh, her her biological. But that when they realized they ran the biological genealogy on me, and then her dad was acquired benzene poisoning. There it is, benzene poisoning. She when was her birthday? It. January twenty seventh, nineteen seventy four. So she was an Aquarius. Born in Houston, Texas. Beautiful wow. Aquarian. Very spiritual. High, high intelligence. At St. Joseph? She was born in Houston at Sharpstown Hospital. Oh, Sharpstown. Houston, Texas, Sharpstown. But it's Houston, called Uh, Houston. That's beautiful. She's here with us. We have a lot of people around tonight that's been here that's gone on. Even Preston Nichols was with us tonight. And that's weird. Well, that's yeah. good because oh. multidimensionally people need to understand life is eternal and we're spiritual beings coming down and we get these physical bodies, you know, to fulfill some part of us. But the extraterrestrials yeah. that said they found us, they mixed us, but they were so highly intelligent. I mean, the stuff I learned, I saw things that I've only seen like in minority report because I couldn't explain what they used in the future. So right. people ask me to write a hundred or two hundred years in the future. So maybe you can help me, Karen, because well, it, yeah. people and sometimes want we get the future and the past mixed up, and it's all on a flat line anyway. You know, mm-hmm. but right. we go back. I wish to the I would have met you ten years ago. We'll meet each other. We'll all meet each other when all this calms down. We've just got to keep everybody. We just got to try to keep to wake everybody up where they'll take care of themselves. That's what it well, is. with the COVID nineteen, it's it really has to do. I believe it was a designer gene. I know too much after going to Moffitt Cancer Center and all that. And I want this group that a forming of. I do have extraterrestrials and light workers and truth seekers in my books. So I mean, I do give words of the people I want in my life. But Gigi, I wanted, but she and I had a lot of trouble because she wanted to help the ETs and the people. And Tom talked about cancer with extraterrestrials. 
So Gigi and Tom had the same mission, but she there's that guy that Janet, this guy came on my show, Louis Reinhardt, that had the meeting where he didn't even know his part. He wanted to meet Andy and came on my radio show in the beginning, 2012 or 2013, having his own thing in Tennessee. He wanted to meet Andy, and Andy I talked to because of Pegasus. So I was on a mission to see what he knew about uh, Montauk in Long Island, and then he started talking about Janet, and Janet was in the UFO thing, and then wow. it brought me back years ago from finding Janet, and our, then we put the story that she was the one in 94, because we knew the same guy, Richard Higashida, and she was working in, as a contractor, and I was in clearing everybody that came on the base, so I had to have met her, you know, one way, but then I met her at the house isn't this amazing yeah. how you know, we're all tied in and, and there's all a time and a space, but they're telling me right now it's still all one time and space. We just see it as time has moved on, but it still always was. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just in and out of different interdimensional realities. And that's I have to get to know you. Huh? Well, wait, yeah, I'd like to get to know you. Oh, me too. We're going to have to end this this show, we can plan on another, but oh, okay. why don't we end yeah, this? Yeah, this has been fun. And then, um, Janet, you've we'll been great. One. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's do. I just, I tell you, Derek can't still, he's still so grateful to you. <laughs> so I know he'd love, well, to, love talk to, to, talk to, to talk to you. i to Derek too. too. Yes, I yeah. really talk to him. And them. TJ, I want to so. know you too. And we've been, well, we've you already sent me a LinkedIn thing. You did sent I? me something on LinkedIn. You did. Well, and yeah, I, I d- sent it back and said, okay. Or did I don't Derek know. Did the ET. I think Derek <laughs> did it because it was day before yesterday. Was. No telling what well, isn't, happened. <laughs> isn't Derek on the other side? Isn't that your husband? No, my husband was Robert. He's my one and only, my well, galactic partner for many lifetimes. And I, right now, uh, you know, I, I, I will not. I don't need anybody else until I get with him. So, well, who is Derek? Totally Derek is the one who's helping me. Robert brought Derek to me. He's my angel, but he's a real human, <laughs> and uh, yeah. he's the one who's the IT genius. And he's a senior Apple uh, man. And he used to uh, he fought in the Afghanistan war, and he had you know he had troops. I mean, he's a superman. Really, he probably super. knows my husband. What year we? He and I were in the 80 to 93. Could you ask Derek? Well, now, Derek's young, 40. He's young. See, he's young. He's oh. a young man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a totally so. different war yeah. and law and yeah. world than I was in. Yeah. Ours is outdated now. I have to ask now. a uh, technical question. Uh, this thing is going to be uh, ending on us because I don't want to be talking in the or off the air. So why don't we oh, okay. uh, end it and then we'll... We can pick this up if you're available next Friday. We can do part two. That sounds like great. That. Okay, so we'll just make, unless you have somebody that you have uh, found, TJ, you have, uh, did you book next Friday or is it open? We can add Karen back. No, in. I'll let you book. I thought you wanted to book okay, Friday. Okay, okay. That's all I wanted. So Friday, you not next want Friday, to? we have Karen. Next Friday, uh-huh. we'll have Karen. I do. We'll have Karen again next Friday. Okay. okay. So can you play some exit music and then we'll we'll end this for today, um, and then we'll pick this up again next Friday. And yeah. everybody, make some plans on what you want to ask. We have topics, and email that to me. 
and this okay. two or three. And are you going to if you can send those little if you can send those little shows yesterday, Janet to Derek, and um, this today I'll put them. He he can put them all, all over the place for you. Yes, I'm going to get this one as soon as we sign off. I have to upload it. Oh, right. Download and upload it. Um, I couldn't upload. I can only upload one show a day. If you need his it. help, he can help you. Okay, I, I can. I just don't know. Will you give him my name too? Will you give him my name too? Yeah, I will. He's just, you know, the thing is that I, he's just so over. I have to work with him at midnight. You see, because Me he too. works all day. I mean, I have to work a lot. I have to Do work you? with a lot of people at midnight. Yeah, I work until four a.m. in the morning. And I sleep till twelve. Do you really? Oh my uh-huh. God! I have to because I work with people wow. all over the world. Oh, I have yeah, a lot I of customers. I'm a techie. I'm a developer, but I use I don't write C plus plus, but I should. But right now, oh, people are going. Oh my God! Y'all are both Well, that's wonderful but, that y'all can do that. Well, yeah, you can have. I, uh, I can't do programming. Okay, I I'm I'm really have to leave because I'm just gonna break. I have to pee. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Listen, right. I, I, I love you both, and it's been fantastic. I've loved it. Okay. I think we'll see you next week. Stay in touch. Okay. okay.